Did you know that in Telltale's Walking Dead video games, the death of Lee Everett has been voted the saddest death in video game history? You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos, and opinions, make sure you visit the xboxhub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy, and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello, welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast episode 179. My name's Gareth Bright, I'm going to be your host on my virtual left is Mr. James Burke. How are you doing, James? Hey, hey. Nice to thank you. How are you? I'm oh, very good. Very good. Yeah. Good. Um, and my virtual right is Mr. Paul Renshaw. How are you doing, Paul? Hey, hey. I'm glad to see the hey, hey is coming back. That's uh, making me happy. I'm I'm all right, Gareth. Thank you very much. Do you feel sad that it's just not just the two of us anymore? I, I do. I do feel sad that I'm having to share the spotlight, <laughs> although I've got to say that this week I didn't get a message saying that I had to be naked when we were recording, so <laughs> I'm quite happy about that. Good. All right, good. Oh, you did. All it's, right. It's common. He's changed his focus. I see. It's common common knowledge. Kids been thought, kids been naked since episode one. James. <laughs> um, and on the virtual opposite, who isn't naked is Miss, as we know, is Mr. Richard Dobson. How you doing, Richard? I'm good. I'm just to clarify, I'm definitely not naked. <laughs> good, good. You okay? Yeah. Yet, yeah. Yes. We could do strip po- strip podcast. <laughs> oh God! Uh, How to lose listeners in one easy step? Yeah, that's a Christmas special. <laughs> Um, Richard how's your week been what have you been doing Um, interesting it's been a bit of a mixed bag so I'm going to Japan in November and I've now started to look at things to do one of the places I really wanted to go was the Studio Ghibli Museum Mm. Um, so I went ahead and booked tickets for that also I thought because it turns out there's there's a museum which is 45 minutes from where I'm staying. And there's also a theme park, which is three and a half hours from where I'm staying. And I've inadvertently booked tickets for the theme park. (laughs) And the tickets for the museum go on sale for for, for the month of November at 2 a.m. on the 10th of October. And basically I'm reading everywhere, like if you don't, if you're not there bang on time, then you've not really got a chance of getting tickets. Oh, no. so, so I've got a, a, an alarm booked in for that in a few weeks. Wow, that's stressful. That's stressing me. That's stressing me out already. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I've got tickets for the the theme park if all else fails. Yeah. But I would would prefer the museum because it's a lot closer and more what I'm looking for. Can we have a live feed from uh, Japan when you go there? A little bit, of ten minute section. Richard in Japan. I can I can do a bit. I'm sure. Yeah, that'd be good. I'm going to be taking a lot of pictures because where I'm, where I've booked, um, is in the heart of where the Yakuza games are set. So I'm basically familiar with the location already. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to to exploring that place and seeing how it compares with with that virtual tourism side of those games. Yeah. Good. Um, look forward to that. Paul, what about you? How's your week been? Well, but my week was all right until I just heard Dobbo's. I thought I'm feeling really jealous now. I'd love to go to <laughs> oh, Japan one day. Great, isn't it? 
But anyway, I, I hope it rains, Jono. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, it's all right, mate. Uh, I'm just trying to think what I've done. You've completely derailed. Well, I could, I could read you on the list what you've got done. Well, I've scenes. been watching telly, Gary. Oh, yes, good. Believe it or not. Um, I don't often watch telly because, you know, reviews and all that. But me and my son have discovered the One Piece series on Netflix. Now, I'd heard of One Piece, but I'd never mm. seen any of it. I'd never seen any of the animes. I'd never read any of the, the manga or anything like that. But the live action series was fantastic. Who would have thought that a series about a pirate who's apparently made out of rubber and his various friends would be so much fun. It got to the point where we had to watch an episode of it at six o'clock in the morning before the boy would go to school because it's it's really, really good. We absolutely loved it. Oh, that's good. And looking on, um, looking on the Twitters, as you do, hmm. apparently they've got enough material to make 12 series, and I really, really hope that they do because it was fantastic. The young fella that plays Luffy is is brilliant. Um, but my favourite character is Zorro, the sword guy with the green hair. He's, uh, he is very, very cool. So, yeah, I absolutely love that. So if you've got any interest in uh, One Piece, then have a look at the live-action series on Netflix. It's really, really good. There you go. Brilliant. Um, you like it, James? Because you're a One Piece fan. Um, I didn't. At first, <gasps> I, I had to forget everything that I knew about the anime uh, to enjoy it. Okay. Because otherwise, it really irritated me. Um, well, you see, we we had no, we didn't have yeah, any, really any knowledge at all. Mm. So yeah, it was just fantastic. Like you said, Zoro was fantastic. <coughs> and Buggy, Buggy the clown. Right, Paul. Yeah, He's good. Great yeah, well. sorry. Yeah. Just a bit of a, bit of a cold. <laughs> the 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 Buggy the clown was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And the the. You know, I just love that if, when he stands there and he falls to pieces, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And then when they do, when they have to do the the finish off the the bad guy in each episode, and he shouts out what he's going to do, and he's yeah. like, every good hero has shouts out his yeah. finishing moves. <laughs> I thought that was fantastic. Very funny. Good. good, James. What about you? What's your week been like? I mean, I've literally done nothing for the past three weeks apart from hmm. going to the wrestling which I talked about probably, was it a month ago? I was going to watch wrestling. And, oh, yeah. And I I got to meet some of my Choco Pro wrestling superstar <laughs> idols, um, which was great. It was a great night, great atmosphere. And if you've never been to a wrestling show, I would highly recommend it. It's always a good laugh. It's good atmosphere. And it's just entertainment for a whole two hours. Great. And this one was just brilliant. The crowd was great. The wrestling was great. And I was happy to go again. Oh, I don't like people. Do you know what? Out. Everyone's really cheerful this week. You were rich. It is, is it? Yeah. Is it I do have a question. I do have a follow-up question for oh. James, if okay. I may. <clears throat> is it as fake as the American wrestling, this Choco Pro well, stuff? Well, we don't use the F word here. <laughs> Sorry. Is, is it as scripted as the American version? Uh, well, I was probably... I mean, it, it's definitely predetermined, but I was maybe two metres away from the mat, and you could hear, when they hit each other, it must bloody hurt. It really goes with a bang when they hit each other. Blimey, so I think 
it's a mixture, as in, you know what's going to happen, but someone's getting hurt. That's a gas Absolutely. Brilliant. Thanks, James. Okay, cleared that up. Um, what have I been doing? I've been watching the same program we've watched for four weeks because I'm in the middle of rehearsal, so nothing, nothing else. Oh, I started watching. Um, have anyone watched Dave, which is about a rapper called <laughs> Little Dicky? Is that a real rapper? Um, anyone watched Dave? Dave? You ever watched James? Have you watched Dave? I think I watched the Korean episode. All oh, right, okay, that was it. That was it. It's a it little. Wasn't very good. It's <laughs> it's really good. It's kind of like a um, a little series about. It has a very much like the Atlanta vibe to it in the kind of weird stuff that happens to one person. It's about kind of like uh, it's um this artist called Little Dicky who goes on this kind of journey or trying to get and then he tries to get big and he can he can rap. But it's, he does sort of like comedy raps really um, and. And it's kind of based on him, really, but it isn't. It isn't. But it's really clever, but really outrageous at times. But I'm enjoying the third series of that. Um, good. Let's talk about games. Let's talk about games. Um, let's talk about first of all. Get a little special this time because we're going to talk about a game that we've all been playing, apart from James. Um, it's called. Okay, you can tell me about it. Yeah, we can tell you about it. <laughs> um, it's called Death and Taxes, and Death and Taxes is a game that's reviewed already by Dave has reviewed it it's on the site anymore um, but myself Paul and Richard I think we've played it and we we had a go at the game yeah um, who wants to describe what it is Paul you have a go describing no, that I was going to say Richard's dying too <laughs> no you're going to tell us I'm Paul. not sure I could <laughs> alright um, Richard you tell us oh, go on, no, no 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 okay. I'll, I'll have a go and yeah. then Richard can correct me when I get it wrong good um, death and taxes we play the part of a reaper uh, Grim number 20, I think we are, <laughs> um, who's been created by fate. And basically what we have to do is it's like an office job almost. We go to work every morning. There's some folders on the desk that we have to read. And then we have instructions from fate about what to do. And we basically have to choose who lives or who dies. Um, and each time we make a choice, obviously it affects the world at large and it's it's a very odd game it's not one that i would have looked at and gone you know what i'll play that because it looks interesting but now that i'm actually playing it you know what it's really quite interesting i'm trying to figure out the right people to kill almost um and then reporting back to fate at the end of the day or his cat weirdly um it's it's just it's it's very hard to describe. You describe it very it, well. Yeah, it, it feels very intuitive when you yeah. play it. So, what did you think, Richard? Uh, yeah, similar. It's like um, it's almost like a, a tongue-in-cheek version of Papers, Please, mm. where you were in that you were deciding whether people were allowed into the country or not. But this one's a much, whilst it's still quite a, a macabre um, idea, you're basically deciding who lives and who dies based on this information that's given to you at the start of each day but and I think Dave's review of it was really good in that I had a much more fun time with it if I ignored the advice that was given to me (laughs) yeah so you are given six or seven files a day of people and then you're told uh three of these have to die but if, if they're aged between 30 and 50 try and spare them if possible so i was reading that as like well 
anyone that age is obviously for the chop and you get feedback at the end of each day based on how well or how you haven't performed um and i started off for a few days doing the right thing and then i thought you know what <laughs> let's, let's have a bit of fun with it because it for me it felt very structured whilst it, it was still kind of like a puzzle game i was felt restricted by these rules that i were given at the start of each day but the, the rules are there almost to avoid following them because you have a much better time or i found i had a much better time with it when i was doing exactly what i shouldn't be doing yeah yeah it's interesting because i think that's a really good thing like papers please is the most obvious one to kind of compare it to if you've played that before but papers please is has a much more is it's kind of much more serious but also you're kind of you're going to lose in that game that's the point of that game is to lose mm. it gets to a point that you're you you're you can't survive. You you basically stamp passports, and then you have to go back and spend the meager amount of money in your in the sort of like early Soviet country you're in, and you can't survive. You, you know, it's, it's it's it has a bleak kind of ending. Really, this doesn't. This is much more fun. But it's really, I mean, it's great fun when you kind of like, you know, you find out that you someone you killed is would have created a vaccine that would have saved the world. Um, <laughs> so it's lots of fun. It's just I. It's one of these it's strange these, these types of games. It's the only criticism I have really is it, it just does get a bit, a bit samey after a while. Yeah, um, that's my only thing. But, it is only quite short though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's got about three hours or two to three hours or something. Yeah. Um, any questions, James, about it? We described it well. Well, there's, I'm just wondering there's... Is it even better being called the UK government. <laughs> oh, <laughs> a little bit of politics, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Like oh, it, James. Goodness, I man. love it, James. Well done. Um, Darren would be pleased. But no, you, yeah. you explained it really well. Yeah. I, mean, I know exactly what you mean with Hapers Please as well. Because I've seen the, the trailer for it and it, it would definitely remind me of that. Mm. Um, so what, what what was it given overall as a star rating? Uh, I think they would go to 3.5. Not too bad, Dan. Yeah, no, yeah absolutely. Because I mean, the premise of it is great. They have a great kind of cutscene at the beginning with Fate and it's, you know, the actual idea it's original even though we just said but it's just a longevity yeah it's just you know and i think it does it does warrant another playthrough because you want to see but mm. that it can it can get i've had played another game like this recently and I'm, I don't, it does you do need to do another playthrough but sometimes when you do it again it's a bit like oh, here we go i'm just in. interested to hear that you two were rebellious and stuff because i was just doing exactly what i was told to do just like being at work so <laughs> i just went through and did exactly what the instruction said and every day i got this glowing report and i passed all my evaluations and stuff and i was thinking you know i'm doing this right but clearly i wasn't and i think just start me, killing random people it was when it, it was when fate had left the, the cat in charge and you know my friend <laughs> and i was like i am not taking orders from this cat so <laughs> it was at that point i started rebelling <laughs> well, I've there got, you go. I always normally in games do everything that I'm told to do. But I am a bit rebellious. I'm doing when I'm doing Starfield at the moment. I'm being quite rebellious, which isn't doesn't turn out quite well. I've got to go. <laughs> yeah, okay. so if you not just see the instructions. Do you just do what you want anyway? And yeah, yeah. You can just do what you want. Hmm. I mean, oh, you mean me? Yeah. Do I want one? I don't look at the instructions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just you. But Starfield, I mean, shockingly bad. I'm making bad decisions. 
Um, I'm not sure about what I'm doing with that game. Um, good. Thank you very much. There you go. Death and Taxes is our special game that we've all played this week. And we're going to go back to some other games. Let's start with James. What's the game you've been playing, James? Well, I've been waiting for the big one. Mm-hmm. E-Football 2024. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go and put the kettle on. I'll be back. I mean, it, it's a free-to-play game. It released originally two years ago. And they've been updating it well, every year. Um, and the latest update, it's altered the way that the players juggle the ball. Um, yeah, that's about it. That's all it's new. <laughs> it's a pretty depressing update. Um, you, you've still only got about six teams that most people will know as your authentic teams. So you've got Man United, Munich, Milan. Sorry, um, Man, Man who? United. University of Manchester. Um, uh, but then you've got more of the teams in the Mexican League, the Thai League, mm. and the Japanese League, which is very bizarre. Um, money must be tight, that's all I can afford. Um, yeah, the gameplay is just, it's really weird. When you get on the ball, it's really sluggish. And I'd say there's nothing really new to it. And they might as well not rebranding it like 2024. Yeah. Um, but they've still got the Dream Team, which is like Ultimate Team. But again, it's it just feels so messy, the whole yeah. menu system, the game itself. I mean, anyone that had a team last year, even though it's a free game and they've not really updated it that much, you've got to start a brand new team again. It's like, do we... We're doing more for the game than they're doing for it. You know, we're starting again. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm so disappointed. I don't know why they're bothering at this point. No, it's hard, and it? It's just like... Um, you, we'll talk maybe more next week about EA Sports Football Club um, when you've done your review. That might be a good idea, might it? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, that, but just to say, that's very good this year. And really... Done, they've changed a bit. You say that, yeah. but uh, the amount of people, or should I say clickbait places, they're saying, oh, there's nothing much changed. Ignore them. Yeah, people. I really ignore them. They've done a, <laughs> yeah, I've done a really good job. It's really good. Um, good. Thank you, James. Don't play that game, another football game. Um, no, don't bother. It's free, but it'll cost you. Cost, cost your, your, your soul. soul. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Richard, talking about ripping people's souls out, what have you been playing? Oh, well, which one do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm currently reviewing Mortal Kombat 1, uh-huh. not to be confused with the original Mortal Kombat or the 2009 reboot called Mortal Kombat. They've added a 1 to the end of this one to make it immediately obvious it's different. Um and yeah, so it's another reboot for the the franchise after um, Mortal Kombat 11 and how that ended. And I can't remember something to do with time and someone else has been put in charge of it now. And it's kind of like because what I likened it to, or what I'm going to liken it to in in the review when I write it, is how DC have a tendency to reboot every five or six years, but it's only so much of a reboot 
as in if you still don't have all that previous knowledge you're not really fully understanding what's going on anyway so it doesn't feel as much of a reboot as, as perhaps they were initially led to believe um but the in terms of the fighting um it's it's good i wouldn't say it's amazing um i'm having a few um issues a little bit with how it 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 feels it still feels very traditional um when you compare it to the likes of perhaps street fighter 6 that also came out this year and that um online adventure thing i can't remember what it was called but how that had you picking fights with anyone anywhere basically um mortal kombat is still a very traditional game it's got a set amount of arenas set amount of characters there's not much in the way of customizing them they have all different gear sets and stuff but it's all cosmetic really um and then it has an, it has a tendency to revert back to a juggle system in, t- in terms of fighting games and paul will be more familiar with this perhaps um how how the more recent tekken games have, have got this juggle system in place um Mortal Kombat seems to have gone that way this time, and I, and I can't remember previous iterations of it having um, that much of a a necessity for it. Like they all had previous, the previous Mortal Kombat had different fighting styles for the same characters, and and that was what the big selling point was for that. But this one seems to be much more about just juggling opponents as much as possible to prevent them from getting any sort of attacks in. Oh, I see what you mean. And do, do, do you have the, is this, maybe I, I can't remember, is it a spa thing you bring in someone else to help? Is that double team? Yeah. Yeah. It's called the Cameo system, but as oh. Mortal Kombat does, it's Cameo with a K. Um, and that's good. You can, that does, um, it's quite, an, um, I think King of Fighters has previously done something similar. Um, so you press a button and it'll bring the, briefly bring in another fighter. And that's, interesting to see when you're playing online um as quick as my fights i tend to be whilst i'm getting absolutely pummeled online seeing how these cameo fighters are brought in mid combo to then elongate these combos is quite interesting and, and there's some neat things that people are able to do with them so it does add another layer of complexity to things um but obviously i am nowhere near good enough to be able to pull any of those off well don't put yourself down Richard. So you're not. I don't sound like you're having a good time with this. No, you don't sound like you're loving it. I mean, it's it's okay. Um, the the story's pretty good, and it looks absolutely brilliant. It might be one of the best looking games I've ever played. Oh. Um, there's a thing called Invasions Mode, which sort of takes over from the crypt um, from previous games where you were wandering around that. Instead, now it's like a top down almost like a tabletop game and you get into fights that way and that's quite good for um there's all these different systems that you get like talismans and relics and you can upgrade your characters that way and stuff and that's quite fun um but it's it's just the the, the fighting itself i think is just a little bit to say it's a reboot they've almost taken a step backwards in in terms of the fighting itself right okay Right. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. Well, well, 
I won't be playing it ever, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> you haven't got the fingertip speed, have you, Gareth, anymore? Hey, come on. Paul, what have you been playing? Um, I've been playing a fighting game too. Um, nowhere near as flashy as Mortal Kombat 1, but it's called Thunder Ray. Um, now, you're of a similar age to me, Gareth. Do you remember Super Punch-Out way back in the day? I'm not in my late 50s. Um, yeah, no, go on. Yeah, 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 no, you're in your early 60s, we know. <laughs> on, um, tell me about it. But yes, Super Punch-Out on the Super Nintendo was one of my sort of favourite games back in the day. Um, you took on the role of a boxer and you had to fight your way to the top and it was a very particular view. You were looking at the action from behind your character and you had to react to how the opponent was attacking. You could sway out the way, you could do all this counter moves and that. And <clears throat> what Thunder Ray is, is a more modern interpretation of that. You, the camera view is exactly the same, but this time you're fighting all of the best fighters in the universe. And it's really quite interesting. It's, it's good fun. Um, you're using a lot of the same sort of things that you had from Super Punch-Out back in the day. It's not quite as polished. It's not quite as smooth. Um, and the difficulty spike for the end fighter is just absolutely insane, but we'll go, we'll gloss over that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. It's, uh, at the risk of damning it with faint praise, it's not too bad. I did enjoy my time with it. It doesn't hurt that it throws achievements at you after you win every fight as well. So, uh, we're doing quite well on the old achievement from this month. Um, but yeah, Thunder Ray. If you have fond memories of Super Punch-Out, then uh, look it up. And the review is live on the site as we speak. Could you give it? Um, a mystery figure. <laughs> it's, it's definitely not four and a half. Um, I just can't remember what it actually okay. was. Good. I have a feeling it began with a three, but okay. I'm right. not 100% certain. Good. Um, Thunder Ray. Good. Um, I'm going to talk about one more game from my side. Um, Myth Force. Um, Myth Force is a game. So it starts with Myth Force. It's homage to those kind of like 80s, 90s um, Saturday morning afternoon cartoons. In my era, maybe I had a game, there was one called Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, and that was the best that? one. Do you Absolutely. U Ulysses as well, which is like a modern yeah. day version of Ulysses, that as well. And I think for people a bit Older, maybe things like, of course, He-Man, Transformers. Um, a, bit, a bit older than what? Gary? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm sort of thinking the 90s. You're talking about younger, my childhood, yeah. So. I know, but you were like, you were still watching me at 22. So it's... Well, I can't, I can't use you not saying anything that's untrue. So. Um, and I'm not true. ashamed. So, not one regret. So it starts off and you have this, it does a brilliant kind of cutscene, five to ten minutes, this, this thing called Myth Force. It has the same kind of art style, beautifully drawn, beautifully thing, and you're really excited. And then, then the game itself is a roguelike. So you're, you choose between these four characters like a mage just a fighter and a thief and um and a, an archer and then you basically you go through dungeons and these dungeons are procedurally generated you could be one of these characters and anyone can join online or you can play it on your own um and you're getting to the end if you die you die and that's it you start again you know so and then you maybe have a bit more a bit more experience but you put you lose all your stuff 
Um, and it's fine. It's fine. It's good. It's good fun. When there's people there on your own, it's a nightmare because like, as you go on, you, you, you will die because <laughs> it just gets too hectic like big boss fails. But if you've got three or four, they can revive you at any point which is the kind of fun bits. So every time you sort of like, in each act, maybe there's 15 levels. So you're, before you get to a big boss, and you're going through the levels and you finish a level and then you can go to a place and you can either choose something to enhance your, like, you know, like cards. So you might find a thing that says you can make your weapon stronger but you'll lose hit points or you can have a magic spell you'll do this so it has a you choose one of the cards to help you on the next level and there's you collecting kind of money and stuff that you can spend halfway through in a merchant um so with people even strangers that i play it's it's really good fun and you know if you have a group of friends playing it through it was really good fun but how long do those servers stay open for that's my worry and you can't play it i think just gets boring but I had a good time with it. Um, and it's a shame after at first you want loads of that kind of cutscene world, but you you don't really get that afterwards. You'll just hear the voiceovers of the people say a few things when you're going along. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, hey, sorry. It's all right. No, don't worry, Paul. Um, there you go, Myth Force. I think I reviewed mm. it. I think it's out there, um, 3.5. How, what's the view like for the game? First Is it person. like a Diablo kind of view? Or, mm, or no. first person? Yeah, first person, yeah. Ah, interesting. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. good. I mean, Thank it's a good little thing to have if, if it gets on Game Pass at some point. You know, with a few get with your boy. I think your boy, you and your boy, would have a good time with it. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, good. Let's go to James for his last one. James, what do you got? Oh, what do I choose? Let's go for a bit of mystery. Oh. So we got Agatha Christie, Hercule Poirot, the London Case. As the follow-up to. Uh, the previous game. Um, so, basically, you control Hercule Pyro and you need to investigate the theft of the penitent Magdalene, which is a painting. Um, so, you have to go around, look for clues, talk to people, and try and piece together their alibis and work out who's done it. Um, I have to say I didn't really enjoy it. Basically because it's longer than the previous game, but you don't really get to know any of the characters. It flips between so many different people. You go in here, you go into the museum, then you go to the street, and then you go back and forth. Um, and it's just really annoying because performance-wise, it's quite slow as well. You can't quite keep up the... Um, the Xbox, which is bizarre. Mm-hmm. Definitely on the Series X. But it, it just can't keep up with it. Um, and it's not even that good of a looking game. So it's really weird. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bit too easy as well. It kind of just shows you what you need to do all the time. Right. Um, and I mean, someone died early on. Spoiler alert. Um, but you don't really care because you don't know who they are. There's no attention. You don't really know who does it because they're all a little shifty. Um, <laughs> Is that your denouement at the end? Uh, I like to say they all look shifty. It was all of you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, if, if I could, I definitely would everyone. Um, yeah, I mean, the voice is really good. 
that's one of the best things. Um, but yeah, there's just a really bad pace to it all. Yeah. And the character mode is terrible. Um, they give it a two and a half. Ooh. Ooh, blimey. It's worse than the previous one. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a shame. It didn't I, look, I like American Mystery. Yeah, it looked good from the thing. I think the Sherlock Holmes games, they're, they're, they're very good at that. that Do you know what thing. it is like now? That murder Mystery Machine one you did. Is it murder Mystery Machine? Oh, yes. We yes, have yeah. a mind map. That's right. You yeah. have to piece everything. Yeah. It's, it's just like Pyro. I'm not doing very well. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I don't recommend it. Like 34 quid. It's a bit much. Oh, yeah. Oof. God, I have a few of those games. I don't know. Wow. Mm. Um, thanks, James. That's not Any questions? No. Um, no. No. Is that Good. humming noise? Is that Agatha Christie spinning in a grave? I can hear. <laughs> well, I can't, we can't hear a humming noise. Now you brought it up. We're all going to listen out for it. Um, that's, uh, oh, Jesus, Paul. Sorry, mate. When you asked me how I was this week, I didn't mention that the boy has come home from school with uh, a cold and infected the rest of us. I know. So. That's right. Um, let's, start, let's go Paul, and we'll finish with Richard. Paul, what's your last let's one? Let's go me. Yeah. Um, well, I, for one of mine, I have a question for you, Gareth. Did you start playing Lies of P yet? I did, and, and? I... Enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. Um, and Excellent. I just thought, How far have you I've got so much to do, and I stopped it. Um, I think I got out of the station and then went, do you know what? I've got to do my review games. And then FIFA came out, and that was it. <laughs> so this, this is why you keep popping up on the group chat going, get your reviews done, is it? Because well, if I you're get... being grumpy and having to do reviews, well, then I we to all do my have reviews. to be. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Right, cool. Okay, well, I can tell you, um, having played it, pretty much non-stop i just can't stop playing it that it gets better and better and better as you play it more and more and more so there you go okay. we'll uh, gloss over that one since you've let me down no that's yeah. not my second one my se- my second game is called heavy duty challenge and it's apparently the the official game of the europa truck league and basically, you've got to take these great big trucks and drive them through inhospitable off-country, t- off-road terrain, through the countryside, over rocks and all sorts of things. Um, and it's okay, is the best I can say about it. The actual driving bit is very interesting because it's a manual gearbox and you have to, on the fly, make sure you're in the right gear and make sure that you're got the right sort of transmission set up so whether you've locked all the differentials of the truck together and so on and so on it's quite fascinating where it falls down is that the stages are just an open area apparently like in the first stage for instance there's five gates to go through um you spawn into the to the area there's a gate right in front of you but where the other four are, I haven't got a Scooby. Can't find them. <laughs> there's no map. There's no waypoints. There's no nothing. You're literally given a truck and some countryside and said, right, off you go. Enjoy yourself. Um, so, and unfortunately, I, I didn't really. Um, I like to have a little bit of structure in a game. I like to be told that you need to be heading in that direction, say. Mm. You know, so if you need to go left, 
and then find your way through the countryside to where you need to be. But there's none of that. Um, and it just all gets a bit samey after a while. There doesn't seem to be a massive amount of difference with the different trucks you can drive. There's apparently a two axle, a three axle and a four axle class of trucks you can drive. But they sound the same. Um, they drive the same. And yeah, I just, I wasn't that impressed with it, unfortunately. They're all a bit like that, those games. Can I just say, Paul, um, you with a kind of coldy voice, you, you sound a bit posh at times. It's quite it's making me laugh a lot. When you were talking, well, then you were going, apparently so. <laughs> you suddenly changed your accent that, when? That, was might, that? that might be because I've been watching, um, we watched Strictly Come Dancing. Ah, so it's like, it was enchanted. It was good. Yeah, I liked it. I thought this is a different point. Cold just changes the voice completely. Well, um, there you go. It must go. be posh germs the boys give me. Um, but those games are generally like that, aren't they? They are a bit, I think a lot of people say, it's I've, like, you don't know I've not are, played you, one before. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were saying, is it like Mudrunner or Snowrunner? You know the one I mean? Mm. Um, but I haven't played those games, so I can't compare it to anything. I can just compare it to being stuck in a forest and not knowing where to go. Yeah. Which was my scouting years way back when I was a child. <laughs> Good. Hey, Paul. What did you give it, Paul? Uh, I think it was another three. Oh, there you go. The review's live on the site, so if I got it wrong, I do apologise, listener. There we go. Um, Richard, final one. We're running out of time. Um, Big one, then. Big one. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. Obviously, the one and only DLC for Cyberpunk 2077. I um, think a lot of it was made out beforehand because Idris Elba was in it mm. and he is brilliant in it but as are the rest of the cast um, the voice acting the, the motion capture is all just incredible and I think coming from Starfield where conversations are very rudimentary mm. um, seeing it in, in Cyberpunk is absolutely brilliant and how it's all done um, but the story involves uh, a new area called Dogtown, which is an addition to Night City. It's not a massive new area, but the president of the new United States of America has been shot down. And a woman called Songbird, who was also on that flight, uh, contacts you via the relic that you have implanted in your brain, the one that Keanu Reeves talks to you through mm. as well. Um, and she's like, look, we need your help. You're the only person I can get hold of. We need you to help us get out of this situation. Um, so the first couple of hours of this DLC are just breathless. Like you're wandering through, getting shot from all angles and you're having to fight back. Um, you get to a safe point um, or a safe area and then you get to explore this dog town and, and, and the story reveal itself. It's... it's they advertised it as a spy thriller and it absolutely is. It's like taking the best parts of the, the James Bond get films and the Mission Impossible films minus all the crazy stunts that Tom Cruise does nowadays. Um, and it's just some of the missions are very action focused, but then there's some missions like there's one bit in particular where you, after you've infiltrated this party, um, you're sat at a roulette table and it's just one of the most tense encounters I think I've, I've ever witnessed in a video game there's no guns or anything like that but the conversation that flows is just absolutely brilliant um so i had a really 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 good time with it um i think what i liked about it is that it was very much this 
spy thriller implanted into the cyberpunk world but it didn't take too much from the cyberpunk so the, there wasn't as much focus on the the implants mm. or the um um the enhancements of cyberwares and everything like that there's less of a focus on that and this is just um a personal story about these spies um and then how how it ends it brings a new ending to the main game as well um but yeah there's there's quite a few moments in it um that cross over to the to the main story without giving too much away but i had a, a very very good time with it uh i gave it four out of five um but i think what i sort of said in in our discord when when the review came out was like it's brilliant i had a, i had a lot of fun with it but it's tough to recommend going back into cyberpunk over every other game mm-hmm. that's come out like Cyberpunk 2077 with the with this DLC and the 2.0 update is in the best position it's going to get now, and it's a very very good game, but it's still not a patch on a lot of the others that have been out this year already. Mm. Okay, but it's some really good. Do you recommend me play? Do you? Can I just ask questions? You start. You know, if you finish the campaign, do you start with that character's levels up, or is it? Well, has it? Worked? No. If you if you finish the campaign you can't play this DLC. This DLC takes place during the main campaign. It's about 15 to 20 hours-ish, but you need to have uh, an existing save, not a completed save, in order to be able to do it. Hold on, hold on. So I've got to have a save that's 15 hours in to do it? No, you you need to have a save from, I think there's a mission called Transmission, and after that, then you can start this DLC. The DLC takes about 15 to 20 hours. But... If I get, um, if I haven't got that save, if I've just got a save at the end, you can you can start you can start a new game from oh, scratch. Okay, great. Okay, you can start a new game and it will put you at level twenty, and you're immediately able to access this DLC if you want to great. just play through that. I'll just do that. Brilliant. He's not going to do that, is he? You can tell. I will do that at some point in 2026 <laughs> when we haven't got anything else to review. <laughs> Thank you, thank you to Gareth because I'm a, I'm I'm assuming you passed on this because I thought after me doing Starfield that was me done for big games for this Don't, year. I think that's that. No, I just can't. I can't do any other thing at the moment. But I can't. Right, it's just not. It's just loads of it. It's just constant. Um, good. Right, quick FIFA before we go. Quick um, F um, Founders Fantasy 16 update from Richard. Have you finished it, yet, Richard? No. Oh my God. <laughs> um, I'm a. The Kandar, I'm at Kandar, I think, where there's obviously something about to unfold, and I know what the next uh, dominant is from looking at the achievements, but I'm confused as to how I get there because it's quite a major character without spoiling too much. Um, but I think I'm, I think I'm over three quarters of the way through it now. Yeah, you know, good. I'm We're... skipping, skipping a lot of the. Uh, the chatter with the, the side quests, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just started skipping the side quests. Like I, I just went life too short. I went for the yeah. main story, by the way. Um, good. Let's talk about some um, news. Just a breezy thing. Xbox has had a strange time. There was all the Xbox leaks there, that came out from the mm-hmm. FTC document, and we found some things. Like it's quite, you know, it's it's a weird thing. It's like just someone going through emails, isn't it? And some of this is obviously true and some of this is like people thinking about things or discussing things um we won't go through it all but I'm, i'll just bring up a couple of things that i just seen interested there was 
the they're planning to release an updated Series X and S models next year or, um, for 2024. Um, after he said there was no need to refresh it, I think he might have said that this summer, didn't he? Um, do you think this might happen? Where well, is it going to happen? It looks like it's pretty much going to happen. Yeah, they had the design for it on that on that leaked email, didn't they? But it was also discless, mm. which has gone back on what he's previously said as well about physical media. It's a bit. I think it's. I mean, PlayStation are going to do something as well, aren't they? They're going to do a smaller version of the PlayStation Five. That's being talked about, and I think that probably happened as well. Do, do we need this? <laughs> Will we buy it? Will you buy it? No. No. James? No. No. No way. Richard? No. Neil? Well, yes. Yes, he will. <laughs> He'll buy yeah, both Neil of them. Buy it. Day if, one. If it's new and shiny, he has to have it. <laughs> but there you go, Phil. You've heard it here first. Yeah. There's no need for a new I don't think, I think we just feel like we just haven't got to grips with this at all yet. So it just feels. I think when they, mm-hmm. when they said we're not going to get a new console to 2028, everyone was like, "Yeah, that sounds right." Um, yeah. What other bits? What other bits from you, Paul? What was something you saw in there that you? Um, the thing in? that I saw was the new controller design. Mm. I thought that was quite interesting as well. I mean, to me, the the Series X controllers are pretty much perfect. Um, I find them so easy to use. I mean, when I had a no longer a ps4 owner i don't know if i told you that um mm. but when i had the ps4 it the controller was too small you know if you've got man-sized hands it's it's no good but the series x controller i think is pretty much perfect so i'd be interested to see what they're going to do to make it better because obviously the worry is that they're going to make it worse so yeah, I think I'm, I'm, the jury's out on that one as far as I'm concerned. Good. Um, Richard, anything you saw in there that you... Just to add to what Paul was saying, I think what they're trying to do with that controller is make it a bit more like the sense for the PS5, which is a, perhaps better than the Series X controller with the, the haptic feedback mm. in, the, in the triggers. I think they're trying to get that into an, in a, a new Xbox controller. Do, does um, it need it, though? It is good. It's very good. Yeah, and the little trick some of the games do with it is really, it's good. It does. It's really clever. Um, and hopefully put a speaker in it because I mean, PlayStation's had that since PS4, and it is just a nice. It's a nice yeah, little thing to have. Nice. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, I mean, the new controller would be great. That kind of thing is that's yeah, more of that stuff. Brilliant. But yeah, that's not good. James, what's anything from that um, leak thing that you saw that interested you? Not really, I didn't really like looking at it. I mean, it wasn't really for the public eye, was it? No. Is it, is it wrong? But yeah, the controller, I, I'm probably the same as Paul and Richard. I think that's the only thing that, if it's done like the PlayStation one, and it's done well, I think that's a good idea. Mm. Yeah. Have to yeah, I do. do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, it's, it, there was lots of stuff about them being disappointed stuff. There's talk about upgrades. Um, there was things like there's going to be Bethesda's going to do a Oblivion remaster and a Fallout Three remaster. And there's a Resident, not Resident. What's it called? Red Dead Redemption Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Next gen yeah, version. version, which I don't know if you really need. Um, but yeah, the, it was. I think James summed it up. But you do feel like you're just looking through things you're not meant to look through. I don't think there's anything. 
else there. But I think that new console is the main one. Um, but it's a good news at the same time. Weird time for Xbox. Weird thing when that will leak. But also at the same time, it looks like the UK thing has gone through the, the major hurdle um, for the Activision deal, doesn't it? Yay! Finally. Do you think this will mean we get we might get Call of Duty on the Game Pass in November? Or do you think I'll be I don't too... care. Okay. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a Call of Duty fan. I have to say that's not the bit of this deal that I'm excited about. What are you excited about? Um, um, all the other stuff, you know, all Overwatch. the other cool things. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, if I can get a bit of Overwatch, I'll be ever so happy. What's the other stuff? Um, don't be daft. Um, there's just so much, isn't there, in the the Activision back catalogue? Tell me, Guitar Hero Live. Yeah, I mean that. I, I used to love a bit of Guitar Hero in the day. Yeah, I had Guitar Hero Metallica for ages. Um, what was the other stuff that I saw that I really enjoyed? Do you know what? Now you've put me on the spot. I can't think of anything. <laughs> I hate it when game. you do this. So yeah, um, yeah, Crash Bandicoot. Crash, that's what I was thinking okay, about. Right. Um, I love it when you paint me into a corner. <laughs> Richard, is it? Do you think we get Call of Duty in November? Do you think it's going to be too much? Do you care? I'm not a, like well, I'm not a Call of Duty person, but uh, I don't think we would necessarily. I think the rumors are saying that it could get approved as early as next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we'd get the new one. I think if once it's all thinking back to the when the Bethesda one went, finally went through, they did put stuff straight onto Game Pass. So I think we'd perhaps get some legacy Call of Duty games yeah. straight on. But this this new one, I think maybe is a bit too soon. There's no reason for I mean. them not to do that. If they own it, no, no, you're right. It just—I mean, it would be, it would be a, it would be a game pass seller, wouldn't it? And that's the whole reason they bought it. Is if they can do it, and then they can go, okay, now we've got the new Call of Duty November on Game Pass. It's like it's carrying on from the Starfield because they've had a boost from Starfield, and having that as well would be a, amazing for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, 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 I don't see why they would. Yeah. Just, but yeah, it's, I know what you mean. Yeah. Well, we'll see. James, anything you excited about this? What what games are you excited about apart from um, Call of Duty? Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot and Guitar Hero Live. Um, <laughs> I think it's a Springfield game a few years ago. <laughs> I'd like to see that on there. <laughs> um, and then a Turtles game. Yeah, good. Good. There you yeah, go. They reviewed Prime. Can't explain them. Good. Uh, great. Do you know uh, that you've finished talking about it? I've yeah. actually thought about one of the games yeah. that I was excited about. Yeah. And that would be the Diablo franchise. Yes, that's what I hoped you were going to say. From Blizzard. Oh, I thought yeah. you were going to say oh. that. From Blizzard. But you forgot that. And I thought you were going to say just, that straight away. My know. mind went completely yeah. blank. <laughs> That'd be good. We could play that at last without having to buy it. There you go. Um, let's move on. We've got a lot to get through. Tokyo Game Show. Um, was there wasn't much there, was there really? But you lot might disagree with me. But there were two big ones, I think. Richard, you're a fan of these games. What 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 were you excited about? <laughs> well, well, uh, Black Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name, is going to be day one into Xbox Game Pass. Amazing. What is it? <laughs> um, it's it's sort of like what happened during the events of Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is the seventh main and Yakuza like Yakuza 7 essentially. Um, 
but that centers on a new character, whereas this sort of shorter, condensed game is going to focus on the main guy, Kiryu Kazuma, and how he's gone from walking away from everything that he's ever known at the end of six, sorry, spoilers, um, to then being brought back into it for when the new one launches in January, uh, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, because he's a, he's a prominent figure in that. Um, so this is sort of explaining what's happened and how he's been brought back into the fray, basically. Oh. Good. I am excited about it, because I, I told you when I was there, I started Lost Judgment, because it's free on the PlayStation. Isn't it? And it's always the same with these games. I always go, this is great. And then about three hours in, I'm going, this is huge. And I'd stop, <laughs> and I'd never go back. And I should go back. So this was meant to be yeah. Yeah. yeah, this was meant to be a smaller story, but from everything that they've shown so far, it's still going to be massive in terms of everything else that you can do mm. as well. Um, I was going to say, you're the only person I've ever met, Gareth, who, who says this game is massive, like it's a bad thing. No, it's it's something about it, isn't it, James? I think we both. I think it's you because there's so much yep. to do. It's so you. It's overwhelming. Yeah, it's really overwhelming. It's not like overwhelming like maybe a GTA is, or it's a, just a very different feeling than open world. I don't know what it is, and, but for Richard, mm-hmm. it isn't. It's just me and James both. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Important. There's just so much going on. Interesting, because I did the. Series X version of GTA 5 was it this year mm. or last year? Mm. That feels bare bones now compared to mm. how open world games have improved yeah. so much since then. So, GTA 6 is going to be well, I imagine it's going to be absolutely chock a block with things mm. to do. Yeah, um, good. Well, that's coming out. Anything else, Paul? You saw you like the look of there from the. Um, there was a, there was a few things. There's uh, some Persona games coming out that I like the look of. Mm. Uh, Persona Five Tactics, which I believe is out in November. Um, if, assuming that I read the date right, because they did yeah, it the wrong November way around. 17th. Obviously, there you go. I knew I was right. Um, and then they've also got another. I mean, this is a bit weird, but another remake of Persona Three. Mm-hmm. So. You know, we've just had one of those on Game Pass. So I'm curious as to why we need Persona 3 Reload now, but it'll be interesting to play it again. And then obviously the other thing that everybody was talking about was um, the Exo Primal DLC that's coming out, especially with the Guile, Chun-Li and Ryu suits that looked amazing. So I'm quite looking forward to that. Good. Good. <laughs> I know you love a bit of Exo Primal, don't Good. you? If I can get past the first screen, um, which asks me to log in with a bloody QR code of it. Is. Um, let, me, let me go to James. James, anything you like? I think it was a small game, I think. Um, and it wasn't showing you much, but it was Minico's Night Market. Oh, you heard about it. Oh, yeah. How are you going to pick that one? Why not? Because it's awful. You go out, you do some exploring, gather some resources, make some rubbish, and then sell it. That's a, that's a great life. I'm with you, James. You know, making money from rubbish. Do you know, I expected Gareth to be choosing this one, not you, James. <laughs> You've right. disappointed me. The Game Pass title as well. A lot of good Game Pass titles, so that's really exciting for this yeah. one. Yeah. I'm Phoenix Wright, trilogy. Yeah. Game Pass. 
That is really good. Yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. Good. Um, I've never played them. Is it, are they good? You should do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah really good stories. A lot, there's a lot of reading, Paul, but they are good. Well, I, I, I don't mind reading, Richard. You know, I'm, I am fairly literate. Thank you very much. I'm not sure what you're trying to imply there. But... Uh, nothing at all. Rude. Nothing. How rude. <laughs> you are like, it's got words in. <laughs> I'm just saying, no aliens or swords. No big things. Explosions. Mm. But you can, you can yell objection. I mean, who yeah. doesn't want to do that? It does pop up on screen when you do it, so oh, consider that an explosion. Excellent. There you go. An uh, exposition. And there's a couple of <laughs> announcements that are separate from the Tokyo Game Show. One that me and James got very excited. Well, I got very excited about Division Three has casually been announced. I um, couldn't believe it wasn't announced at like a Ubisoft event when you got enough announced to show. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> where they had a be skull and bones and beyond good and evil too soon, won't it? Yeah. Oh, right. Skull and bones. It still hasn't come out. Um, it does. What it does. Do you know die. what? I read something about the beta and Skull and Bones. We played the beta over the summer somehow. The only one I got it. And they were really, they thought it was great. So, mm, we don't know. We might be surprised. Division 3, though. That's exciting. I'm, I wanted the Division 3. Not that mm. bloody free-to-play stuff. That's going to be... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Good. And we've got another one, which is for Richard. Um, the, people just casually say anything, which I really like, the way we dance the games. The actor who plays the um, the main Jedi in Jedi Survivor. I've forgotten his name. Yeah, yeah. He's just casually said, "Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm working on the, <laughs> working on the third one at the moment." Uh, so that's sort of announced there is a third game being being made at the moment. So yeah, that's that's ongoing. You'll be good with it, Richard. That we you enjoy. I really enjoyed the second one. Yeah, second one's brilliant. Really uh, I think it was always designed as a trilogy as well. So looking forward to finishing that that little story arc off because it's been very good. Yeah. Could be near one of my game of the years, that one. Yeah, definitely. That one's good. Yeah. Um, Good. And that's it. Um, What are we looking forward to next week, gentlemen? Um, Paul, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to getting back to work because I haven't been there for two days. Um, But we're doing some very exciting things with virtual machines at the moment that you guys just wouldn't be interested in at all. So I'm not going to bother telling you about it, but I'm properly nerding out. So there you go. Good. Virtual machines. We'll hear about that next week. Mm. Good. Uh, Assuming it all goes well. If you don't hear anything, then, you know, <laughs> I've, I've jumped off a bridge or yeah. something. Paul started at the end of the world with virtual <laughs> machines, like the Terminator. <laughs> the machines rise. Oh dear, there is a chance, but hopefully not. This podcast will be the thing they hear. This is the warning. They they didn't take this warning on. <laughs> oh, God. Um, good. Good luck with that. Richard, what about you? I've got two gigs next week. Mm. Um, you're going to be surprised by who I'm seeing. On Thursday, I'm seeing Shania Twain. Oh, wow. Awesome. Big fan. Do you know what? I, I like a bit of Shania. Do you know what, Richard? That, that doesn't impress him much. <laughs> oh, oh thank you. He's here all week. That's good. He's here forever and for always. <laughs> What's the other person you have person you see? So the other one is on Sunday, next Sunday. Um it's a group called the Cinematic Orchestra. I think it's oh, yeah. 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 Someone else um, seen that. Seeing them in Manchester. I'm looking forward to that one as well. My friend Oh, you're going to the right side of the Pennines as well. Awesome. 
Maybe uh, you'll pick up some culture while you're there. I'm going on my own because I don't bring anyone else because <laughs> Manchester is a shit hole. It, it it's hard to argue, but you know, <laughs> just just keep your gob shut while you're there. I'd say you know yes. what with yeah, your yeah. Uh, great Yorkshire accent. So well, I'm going on my own because I won't talk to anyone, so no one will be any the wiser. Excellent. So that fella looks like a scally from Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> um, James, what are you doing? You you like Manchester, don't you, James? I, I certainly do, but I can't defend it. I mean, they're right. Just be careful, Richard. Be careful. Uh, what are you doing, yeah, guys, this just, weekend? Yeah, get your shots. This yeah, week? Lots of FIFA this week. Oh, good. And another Korean lesson. Oh. Too exciting. Oh. How's the Korean going? Oh. Yeah, good. Can I just add something to that, James? Um, I know you'll mm, appreciate really. this. For the first time today... I tried Korean barbecue food and it was flipping great. I loved it. Did you um, find it a bit too spicy? No, I thought it was oh, it good. was just the right level. I mean, the big lumps of red chili in it were a bit of an eye opener. Um, but yeah, Korean barbecue is is my new favourite. It's actually overtaken katsu chicken, so it's like Korean barbecue is now now just above katsu. Do you know what, so, Paulie Paul? Is like a different person. He loves everything. If he's, he's got a cold, that. he loves I everything he's done. He loves food. He loves everything he's played. <laughs> loves everything he's seen. It's amazing. Minded. Yes, he talks in Absolutely. a much more camper way. <laughs> quite posh. It's an amazing kind of like a char char char. <laughs> um, if we need to find you, where do we find you, Paul? Um, you can find me on X formerly Twitter, as they say on the BBC now, and threads, and my handle is at Xbox Hub Paul. And James, where can find you? And on X and Instagram, at OKGPO. And which is where? I'm on X, Twitter, Instagram, Bebo, MySpace, and all the others. And my handle is at double. Let's, let's do MySpace again. Let's really remember that. What's good? Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I haven't seen MySpace for a while. I love the zoo. That's good. Um, you can find me. You can find me at GB Brody and other things. But for now, gentlemen, thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. You'll be able to find all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook.